Hi, my name is Peter Huguenin of the Council Bluffs Nonpareil newspaper. I'm with Nick Carinanti, and this is Dunkin' Donuts, a Boise State basketball podcast. Um, in this episode, we're going to be looking back on our first win against Utah Valley and previewing our upcoming game against UC Irvine. I don't want to spend too much time on Utah Valley, seeing it's a couple days late and wasn't too much to say. I was Overall, I was impressed by what I saw. It was what you would want to see from an opening game against a subpar opponent. Everyone looked good. Uh, I think my big takeaways is that we looked really good without Shaver. Uh, Dutrieve might be the guy. Like we were one. That was one of our questions coming into the season, and Dutrieve might be the guy. D- do you have any thoughts on Dutrieve from that performance he had? I don't want to put too much stock into this game or any individual performance. I mean, we know very well that we'll see. We've, I mean, we've seen it for the last decade in the Leon Rice era of like players succeeding against poor competition and then struggling against higher athletic competition and, and better defenses. San Diego State in particular has a has had a long history of, of our best players struggling. He may be the guy. I'm not going to just base it off this game. That, that's completely fair. And like you said, we don't want to put too much stock in one game, especially against Utah Valley. A lot of encouraging signs. A couple of things I want to touch on is this seems like it's going to be a fun team. Like, just the personalities are, like, they seem to be coming out of their shell a little bit, and they're playing more loose, which is to be expected after being together for a year. Pavlov Kuzmanovic was balling, which was a ton of fun to see. Like, he might end up being my favorite player on this squad. He was just a ton of fun to watch, and I'm excited couple other big takeaways. Dagan Hart was the only freshman to get any time. It seems that our other two freshmen are probably going to redshirt. We'll see. Uh, that's kind of the feeling I get right now. I'm sure they'll wait until the last minute to redshirt them just in case there is any injuries. Also, wasn't there in per- near of us were there in person, but... It's from what I heard and what everyone was saying on Twitter, apparently like one of the best student sections for a November game in years. I don't know if you credit all that to the pizza or if you credit it to like students not being able to go to anything for a year and they're going to everything now, but that's an encouraging sign. Uh, do you have any thoughts yeah, on? Absolutely. I mean, all all we can ask for is people to show up and, and be loud and, and the students in particular have been inconsistent at best over the years with the relationship to basketball and I, I if they're going pizza if they're going because they didn't get to go last year if they're going because it's the first game and there's some hype or they whatever I'm happy for sure hopefully they keep showing up uh, I'm interested to see how the crowd does just in general with the uh, we, we win, you win promotion that they had. of As long as we keep winning at home, fans keep getting tickets. Uh, and I don't see really any games out of conference that are major stepping stones. So 
these fans might get tickets all the way into conference. Would be fun for them and for the team. I just want to touch on some quick uh, box score notes. We fin- we had five players finish with more than 10 points. Dutrieve led with 18. Najee Smith came off the bench and scored 15. Abu Kijab had 12. Akot had 11. And Armis had 11. The one player who started that didn't score at all was Max Rice. Max Rice was 0-1 from the field, had one rebound and zero assist and two fouls. Uh, the shooting is the one area of concern. We are 4 of 20 from outside, which isn't a great sign, but I'm not too worried. But anything else you want to touch on this game before we move on to previewing uh, UC Irvine, Nick? No, I mean, are, are we going officially anti-Max Rice? I don't want to go officially anti-Max Rice yet. Wait, look it- at the end of the day, we did what we were supposed to. There's a no. It's a no-win situation in a game like Utah Valley. You can't impress anybody because you're either going to do what you're supposed to do or have a massive disappointment. Yeah, it was a no-win situation. We did what we were supposed to do. Overall, I think Boise State fans should be equally excited, or maybe a teeny tiny yeah, bit more excited. We talked off the off the air after the game, and I think you felt. You felt more optimistic after it. I, I feel the same, but there's nothing to feel bad about. Exactly, which is how you want to feel leaving the first game, which can't be said for UC Irvine. Well, I mean, UC Irvine lost 62-51 to New Mexico State, a game that they were projected to lose. Probably should have. They probably would have preferred to be a little bit closer. I didn't watch UC Irvine versus New Mexico State, but looking at their scores and kind of what I know and have read about them, they're really kind of a one-man team on offense and really rely on their defense. They have one of the best defensive efficiency ratings over the last 10 years or whatever it's been. Uh, Colin Welp is their one offensive weapon. He uh, is really good two-point jump shooter, which is something that you don't hear a lot and normally something that you don't want as a team, but it's just kind of his style of play that I think takes some teams a while to adjust to. You don't see a lot of players constantly shooting two-point jumpers. First, I guess, what are your initial thoughts on this UC Irvine Irvine matchup and what are you wanting to see, anything that sticks out to you immediately? Yeah, I mean, we... We talked about it. the The projection had it as what a one point game from the, the analytic projection. Yeah, Boise State's favored to win by one point, I believe. Yep, Bo- uh, Ken Palm has Boise State winning sixty eight to sixty seven. I did see just recently, a couple minutes ago, that ESPN's Basketball Power Index actually has UC Irvine favored. Probably a really close game on paper. We're having to go to UC Irvine. And home crowds have just been tough to win at this year. So, I guess this is one of those that is it simply come down to the end result, win or loss, of how we feel? Yeah, I mean, from what we know, from what we've read, and look, neither of us are going to claim to be experts on, on UC Irvine, and neither of us had an opportunity to watch 
the game against New Mexico State, but do do we feel like we should not be beating the the Anteaters pretty comfortably? I all right. So I don't. I watch quite a bit of like small team basketball more than like an average like human should. Uh, UC Irvine has been solid over the last couple years. The, I'm not talking about over the last couple years. I'm uh, talking about a team that just lost to New Mexico State. Yeah. Um, on paper, I, I really like what's going to be the most likely minus one point spread. I, I feel that Boise State, I think I think it'll be somewhat close. I think it's within ten points. Look, I'm, I'm not saying that... I think we'll we'll be beating them by twenty five on the road. I'm saying if, if Boise State is in a one possession game with UC Irvine, then I'm going to have very little confidence going forward in this team. That's fair. I I guess it all depends on I guess what are still this team's goals. Um, if, if we're hoping to be a tournament team, which me and you I think both agree is pretty lofty expectations then yeah, we need to be beating UC Irvine by more than one point. If we're hoping to be a second-round NIT team, maybe a two, maybe a one-possession game against UC Irvine late is what we can expect. I mean, these games are really measuring sticks. What What is this team? And I think we'll f- we found out a tiny bit in the first game, but I think we'll find out a lot more in this game what this team is and how they're going because UC Irvine is no slouch on defense. That we'll find out how Boise State does against a legitimately good defense. Now maybe not power conference defense, but or UC Irvine will have better defenses than some of the teams we play in the Mountain West. Yeah, so I, I do think it's a good measuring stick game and I think there's a lot of things that we're gonna want to see. I imagine us both being frustrated coming out of this game. I'm sure, and completely agree with that. This is a team, though, that if we can get a win, I'll probably be frustrated at first if it's like a one-possession game. But after a couple days and I like let it chill, I feel like any type of win I'm okay with. Um, I, I do want to talk a little bit about their roster. So they return... Nine players off of last year's team, and they bring in a transfer from UNLV. Last year, their lean scorer was Colin Welp, who averaged 15 points and grabbed nearly eight rebounds a game. And Dawson Baker averaged nearly 11 points and grabbed about two rebounds a game. So yeah, those are kind of their two main threats offensively. Really, it's they're going to be relying on their defense, like we already said. I don't really have a ton of thoughts. Uh, I, I do. I, I think you're right that if we lose this game, I'm going to be very pessimistic on this team and what the rest of the season will hold. Probably not fair to Boise State when the rankings, the analytics have us only winning by one point, and by all means, this probably is more of a toss-up than we want to admit. But also for the expectations of Boise State basketball and what me and you both want this team to be, it feels like this is a game that we should win. Yeah, I think more than that, it's a game that for us to be good, we have to win. 
I don't want to. I I don't want to sit here and say the second game of the season is a have to win game, but it does have that feeling, and I know what you mean. No, but I look. Maybe it's because we're pessimistic. Maybe we're hyperbolic. I don't know. But every game for this team is a, a have to win. If you look at the recent Boise State track record, we're going to be the best case scenario for this team is a bubble team probably on the wrong side of the bubble. Let's just be honest, Nick. It all comes down to the St. Bonaventure game. We have to win that one. I mean, look. Every game is a must-win. That's Undefeated or bust. If this team doesn't... <laughs> no, I know what you mean, though. You're, you're not wrong. It's, look, if we think that March is an even realistic possibility and we may not and I, I don't necessarily think it is you can't have a loss to UC Irvine on your resume if you're on the bubble we just can't afford those sort of losses because we know we're going to lose throughout the year this is not a team that's going to be good enough to to have any giveaways but and that that's the main problem and we talked about it with our schedule is we don't have enough resume boosters to drop games. I, I do. I feel like I have a little bit more... Uh, faith isn't the right word, but... When we look back on this game at the end of the year, I think UC Irvine's probably going to win the Big West. UC Irvine's probably a tournament team. I think it will look like a decent win or not a horrible loss come March. But... Because of how the committee will view the Big West, you're probably right. Look, I'm not saying they're a bad team, and I'm not saying they won't be in the tournament. They're going to be they're in a one-bid league, and it's another world where it's not going to be a good win. It's not a bad win. But so, it's, it's not a resume-boosting win, and it could be a resume-crushing loss. Because when you look at the world in which we live in as a second-tier Mountain West team, those sort of games on the peripheral are what make all the difference. When you're comparing our resume to, to Fresno State or, or to whomever, right, what you're going to look at is, like, well, they, oh, they lost to UC Irvine, right, as compared to a team that, that won all their early season games. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. And I know I'm putting too much stock into one game, you know, but it's not even just for the long-term resume. It's also, if after two games of the season, our resume is a win over Utah Valley and a loss to UC Irvine, I'm going to struggle to be optimistic going forward because this is a game where they can either prove, prove us that they're legit or not. And another thing to add is this is the final game before St. Bonaventure, which is kind of the marquee game on the schedule. If we struggle with UC Irvine, I'm going to have no confidence going into St. Bonaventure. Uh, I guess over what, so we talked a little bit about what we want to see. What do you think happens? What, what is your prediction for this game? I think Colin Welp and his extremely punchable face just absolutely skyrocket up my list of least favorite players in college basketball. 
You you just been showing me photos of Colin Welp here over our Zoom call, and I can just tell that this is like the type of player that you hate everything about. This is a player that should be playing for Duke or BYU. This is the kind of player who, during his uh, signing day, like picking his team, wore a visor. Uh, all right, I, I know. I've, like, watched very little UC Irvine games. I can't, like, I wouldn't have picked out Colin Welp from a crowd. How many over-under court slaps do we get from Colin Welp in this game? Send the over at, like, six and a half. He's slapping the court three times a half. He Nick is continuing to show me photos, and I'm sorry, Colin. You do have a very punchable face. I'm not sorry. I hate this guy. I've never watched him dribble basketball. I hate this guy. <laughs> Come Saturday, Saturday evening, I'm going to be like, I don't even want to acknowledge the things I'm going to be thinking about Colin Well. <laughs> Colin, if you want to come on the show and uh, clear your name a little bit, we'd love to have you on. Come on the pod, Colin. This is, it's going to be an open season on Colin Well till he comes on the pod. I mean, so you He's not the kind of player that you think looking at his punchable face. No. He only he's never averaged more than two two three point attempts a game. They rank so UC Irvine ranked seventh in the country in points scored from two last year, and they had uh, they led the nation in two point jumper attempt rate. The wild. Yeah. So. Oh, the, wild. They're just going to be taking, like, it's going to be the most frustrating thing ever, and it's the type of offense that I hate. Like, I, I believe that you either should shoot three-pointers or dunk the basketball. Those are, like, my, that's my offensive philosophy is dunks and three-pointers. Part of the reason I love Boise State, because that's, like, what they are 90% of the time. UC Irvine spits in the face of everything that I believe about basketball. But, yeah, I, I like us to win. I think we, if the spread comes out and it's a, we're a one-point favorite, I'll probably take it. I put my money where my mouth was last time for Boise State minus 15, and it hit. Uh, I think at least early in the year, Vegas is underestimating Boise. Not saying that we're good. I just think we're better than 74th best team in the country like Ken Palm has us. I think we're closer to like 60. Yeah, again, that, that's a pretty, pretty conservative expectation. Yeah. I feel like we're not asking a ton from this team. I just want to... I think the game will be fun. This will be a more fun game, or less fun if you want to see Boise State blow people out. This will be a closer, more competitive game than Utah Valley. Utah Valley was ranked like 222nd in Ken Palm. UC Irvine's 119th in Ken Palm. So, overall, those are my major takeaways and thoughts on the game. Anything else that really stands out to you about this game? Not really. I guess we'll see. Colin, come on the pod. And Nick Duncan, come on the pod. Nick Duncan has an eternal invitation. If Nick Duncan calls me at 3 in the morning, which he, he doesn't have my number and wouldn't happen, I'm answering and we're doing the pod. Yeah, you're calling me and we're booting up the pod. Also on... Also on Saturday, same day as Boise State, UC Irvine, is Texas versus Gonzaga. If you want to watch some good basketball, Gonzaga is going to win that game by 20. 
Uh, anything else in the college basketball season? I mean, how much college basketball have you been able to uh, watch so far? I know you're a busy man these days. Yeah, between my GRE and parent-teacher conferences this week, not as much as I would have liked. I watched the big games, watched a little bit of North Carolina. I've just been having, like, two basketball games up at once while I've been working. I just have, like, one game on my TV and, like, one online game on my computer. So I've watched, like, a ridiculous amount of games that, like, people should never watch. But look, I was excited for Navy for you. I always enjoy seeing Virginia lose. First ranked win against, or first win against a ranked opponent since 1986 when the Admiral was at the Naval Academy. Shout out Navy. Huge win. As, and at some points throughout the, the year, I guess these podcasts will intertwine, but I'll give a little plug to my draft season podcast, which won't start for another four or five months to, to prepare for the NBA draft, but Paolo ben, Benchero <laughs> been my, my clear-cut number one prospect for a minute, QB1 in the draft class. So him being amazing in the opener against Kentucky is good for my my personal brand. Um, my, my personal brand... As much as I'm going to get root against Duke this year. My personal brand took a huge hit with Nebraska ball losing. I'm officially off the Nebraska ball bandwagon, uh, Nick. I can't do it anymore. No faith in the Nebraska ball bandwagon. That's big. Wow. Yeah. I, I've been a huge supporter of the Nebraska ball bandwagon for like four or five years. This team's just bad. Let's see. Any? Uh, I guess there was a half-court buzzer beater by uh, UC Davis. Is that who did it? Someone upset someone today, and it was big. UC Riverside upset Arizona State. Uh, oh, UC Irvine, UC Riverside. I uh, For like 10 minutes, I thought we were potting on UC Davis today, and then I realized it's not UC Davis. Now we have UC San Diego, which isn't eligible for the tournament, but they upset someone to start the year. They upset Cal. Just drop UC so I can just, just call them, like, Davis. I support Davis. Yeah, I, I'm a big Davis fan. And then you have all the CSU Northridges and CSU Bakersfields. But, no, I mean, it's been a fun college basketball season through three days. Been, a, like, a lot of upsets, which is fun. I'm a big fan of upsets. Um, I, I want to keep this pod short, though, so do you have any uh, shout-outs to end this, Nick? I don't think that I do. Do you? Yep, I got one. Hit me. Shouting out the manager's team at Boise State. 1-0 to start the season, beat the Utah Valley managers with the help of Lexus Williams. Lexus Williams can apparently still ball. So. I mean, if Lexus is playing on the manager's team, we should never lose. I tweeted, it's not fair to have Lexus Williams on a manager's team. Like, that team, I'm more interested in the manager's like season than I am Boise State's season at this point. Let's get some managers on the pod, let's do it. Yeah, we could get that done, right? Yeah, that's realistic. Alright, well anyways, we appreciate you listening. Please share this podcast with your social media friends. And until next time, this is Peter Huguenin and Nick Carinanti, and this was Dunkin' Donuts, a Boise State basketball podcast.